Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is an entertainment talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew and Robert will be joining me shortly. What I thought I'd do today, because the Nintendo Direct starts in about 8 minutes here, or yeah about 8 minutes here, um, I thought I'd quickly record the intro and then when Robert joins me at 10 or at 5 or at 2 depending on where you live, um, I will I will kind of restart the podcast and then uh, give him like a quick little introduction or whatever, and then we'll probably just jump straight into the direct and start watching it. But I thought I'd do the the little intro and uh, talk talk slightly about what I've been playing because um, we will probably do that bit after the direct because the direct is supposed to be about thirty five minutes long. We'll probably talk immediately after what we thought of it, and then once we break away from that a little bit, we'll probably talk about what what we've been playing. Um, so to, to play something in between the the wait of between now and uh, Friday, which is when Metro Exodus comes out, I've been playing um, Donkey Kong Tro- Tropical Freeze. Uh, I did quit the game. I might jump back in and, and play it uh, again another time. Um, I went to get a copy of uh, Sunset Overdrive, but unfortunately the copy that I had for it um, didn't work, so I had to send that back. I got this... Um, it was called like a bridge constructor compilation and it was basically the the portal game that they did um and there was like another uh, two other like basic bridge constructor games i played them i didn't really like those so i sent those back as well but uh, i'm basically just going to be playing a couple of bits and pieces here and there until uh friday um and just watching some stuff and, and things like that um and then yeah next week i'll probably come back and talk about my impressions of metro exodus and maybe one of the other 15th releases because there's Crackdown, Metro, Jump Force and uh, what's the what's the other one? Far Cry New Dawn so there's four games coming out and then on the 22nd Anthem comes out so there'll be plenty for us to talk about within the coming weeks but this week has been a bit of a slow one for me in terms of playing games I've been kind of jump, just jumping around between different things here and there uh, and deciding sort of what I want to play um, I did also re-download my um, copy of Fallout 3 because I did say that I had one um, plus I had one digitally, uh, from when I actually purchased Fallout 4. I do still have that copy of Fallout 3, uh, laying around, but I didn't install that one. I installed my, uh, digital copy. So I'm going to maybe jump into that at some point and, and see what that's like. But, uh, I only remembered yesterday that I had it, so, and I hadn't had a chance to jump into it today. Um, but I'm going to cut the segment here and then I'm going to do the intro with Robert and stuff. We'll, we'll basically just be coming in and um, we'll be talking about the direct. What I'm going to do, in case Robert's a little bit late, I will start the podcast on my own. And then I'll let him jump in, maybe if he's a couple of minutes late or something. Just so that we don't miss the start of the direct as well. Uh, the direct is only about five minutes out, so I'm going to conclude this little mini intro piece of the the podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening to this little piece, I suppose. And uh, I'll see you for the other section, either without Robert at the start or with him at the start. Uh, either way, Robert will be joining at some point later in the podcast, I'm sure. Uh, so yeah, I'll uh, cut it here and uh, you'll hear us watch the start of the direct. See you in a minute for that. Hey everybody, welcome back. So the stream has started. I'm having problems with Skype, but I'm just going to uh, try call Robert again. I think they're putting Mario Maker on Switch. Oh, it's Super Mario Maker 2. Or at least Mario moves in this. Hello? Hey, you alright? Yeah, now I can hear you. Good, good. Skype isn't crashing either, so... Yep. Are we recording yet? Yeah, yeah, I just started a minute ago. Talking about Super Mario Maker 2, it looks like. Yep, June 2019. Okay, so I'm a bit behind you. 
Is the mic picking up my TV? Uh, maybe a little bit, but it needs to pick up like audio from the stream and stuff because uh, I'm not putting the audio through that. Yeah, you're in front of me because uh, he's just talked about Ultimate Alliance in yours. Yep. So it looks like we're getting an Ultimate Alliance labeled the Black Order, which is a reference to Thanos' children. Oh. Okay. So from Infinity War, all those people, those were the children of Thanos. That was technically called the Black Order, so. Right. I've done the pre intro, by the way. So. Okay. But I said I'd cut to me and you just kind of jumping in. Mm-hmm. This is fun. Yeah, I mean, if I had a Switch, this is definitely a game that I would play. Hmm. A lot of characters. Um, obviously, the, the main ones are in from, like, the movies and the TV show. Yeah. So we got Black Widow, we got uh, Rocket Raccoon, uh, big emphasis on Captain Marvel because her movie comes out in a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that was She-Hulk, but I'm not 100% sure. There's a, a female character that was green skin, but I don't know if it was She-Hulk or some other character. They advertised um, at the Game Awards it having the X-Men characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Summer 2019. That's good. Yeah, I'm on this uh, box kind of yeah, indie fun. That actually looks kind of fun. I've never seen this before. Oh, I've never seen anything like this, but no. this it, it looks interesting. Kind of I'm al- yeah, I'm kind of a, I'm always a fan of interesting mind puzzle games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's different. Well, they're doing a, a Smash Brothers update. There's some kids. Yep. Box boy and box girl. Yep. The stream is fine that I'm watching on, but I'm just behind you. Yeah, you're about a minute and a half behind. Oh, right. I mean, both. Yeah. Captain Toad 
I don't know which character Joker is. Obviously, it's not the DC Universe's Joker. No, that's a Persona character. Ah. Yeah, which I played some of, and then someone told me it was 90 hours long. So. <laughs> yep. So we've got uh, the Switch version for Captain Co Toad's Treasure Tracker. Yeah, this doesn't look like something I'd be interested in. I heard it was a really good game. I mean, obviously I never played it because I never owned a Wii U, but... Yeah. I heard it was a pretty decent game. Wow, digitally available today. That's pretty cool. Well, a special episode is available today. Yeah, the game itself it. launches May, uh, March 14th. I thought it was already out. No, they said oh, maybe uh, there's a bundle that you can pre-order today. Oh. Isn't Bloodstain one of the games that was like free for gold like this month or last month? Or like something yeah. that sounds really familiar. Yeah. Didn't we talk about that last week? I could have swore that, either, I mean, it doesn't look anything like this because I did play no, a little bit I, of it. I didn't see what the Games of Gold 1 looked like. Yeah, it was, it was very 8-bit Metroid style. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, Castlevania style. If it actually looked like this, I would have played it more, but I played it about 10 minutes of it. I was just like, yeah, no. Interesting, I hadn't heard of the first game of this. Ritual of the Night. Sounds a bit like Symphony of the Night. Like, why do you think people keep saying it's a scam on uh, Castlevania? Yeah. Goku? No, it's um, <laughs> Dragon Quest, but yeah, whoever does, does the art for Dragon Quest the obviously has... look like a... Harley Quinn as well. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's very, and I'm going to use air quotes here, inspired. Okay. I think it might actually be the same studio. But yeah, there's a lot of similarities in the visuals. If you look at uh, Dragon Quest VIII, um, a lot of the cutscenes on that is very... You would think you were watching a Dragon Ball uh, anime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like there's a new one. 
Oh, this looks exactly like um, the one that just came out. Are they porting yeah. it to Switch? Maybe? They must. Uh, they haven't gotten that this, far yet. This came out in like September, I want to say. Yeah, you can get it uh, for 36 bucks on uh, Amazon right now in the US. Hmm. Or it might be like DLC or something like that. But if this is a Switch version, it looks very good for Switch. Together, yeah, the it does. That's not PlayStation controls. Yeah, the game itself is called Dragon Quest Nine: Echoes of an Elusive Age Edition of Light. Which is a mouthful. That's the PS4 version. Yeah. What's really weird is that you can play it on PS4, you can play it on PC, but there's no Xbox version. Hmm. JRPG stuff, I think. Yeah. Maybe. This looks interesting, but... Like, have it on Switch would be good, obviously, because it's quite a long game. Probably. Well, it says ZR is one of the controls. That's got to be a Switch key in yeah, character. Yeah, that's, that's basically RT or R2. <laughs> okay, well, then this has got to be a Switch version. There's the Dragon Ball screen. And a half-naked dude in a pig gimp mask, because, you know, why not? Mine's still on the Dragon Quest stuff. Yeah. Uh, so am I. I'm still on the Dragon Quest stuff, but we're seeing oh. some of the characters. And one of them is like a, a, a muscle-bound rip dude in a uh, uh, gimp suit pig mask. So, yeah, definitive edition on the Switch. So, yeah, there's a Switch edition. This is a very long trailer. <laughs> yeah, mine just finished. Oh, okay. I assume Definitive Edition's got maybe some DLC or something? Uh, I think they just do it for marketing so that it's differentiated oh. between the uh, PS4 and PC editions. Available this fall. That'll be a good holiday game. What did he just say in your stream? <laughs> it's some weird mini game thing, and it's like it's like Mario Party, uh, but without Mario characters yeah, and better games. When he said Disney, I was like, "Is Disney finally making more games?" But no, this isn't quite what I meant when I said that before. <laughs> no, they said Zoom Zoom or Zoom this, Zoom or something like that. This seems like. Sports title, but with Disney games on it. Well, this, uh, honestly, this looks like a Mario Party game without yeah, it being a Mario Party skin. game. Yeah. Like a Candy Crush game here. Mm-hmm. Now Peppy, Falco. 
and Sleepy have no choice but to hunt them down mm -hmm. like the animals they are. Hello, this is interesting. Oh, Starlink. Yeah, it's basically Star Fox, but not quite. Didn't this get talked about at E3? It had to have. I know I've heard something about it before. Yeah. Oh, no, that's what this DLC. is. We, uh... Um, this is that thing where you had to buy, like, Lego-ish kind of toys to, yeah. to play it. Yeah. But yeah, this is going to be, like, DLC, then. Yeah, they've apparently, got Star Fox adding into it. Yeah, apparently it was, like, the Star Fox game that you wanted. But... I remember that one on the GameCube, but I don't remember very much of it. Mm-hmm. People. There's some games like this that I look at straight away. Um, I'm like, okay, this isn't for me. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's an interesting visual. It's just, it's a little kinetic and a little hyper. Mm. Fully remastered. They have to announce a new Smash character in this, don't they? I would have thought that they would have. Ooh. I thought, thought Joker was the new announcement. Uh, no, because they announced him at the Game Awards, but maybe they'll give him a date for him or something. Mm-hmm. Some people are probably quite happy about that, so... Yeah, honestly, I've never heard of this game, but since it's in a genre that I almost never play, that's not surprising. Yeah. Square Enix? I don't know. I don't remember seeing a company. Yep, it's a Square Enix. I will say this though, if you're a JRPG fan, you've got no shortage of like games, and especially games that are really long. So, um, yep. Yoshi game. I'll tell you something about this. I looked on my Switch coming soon list, and this game was on there yesterday. It said March something, so it would be quite, it'd be quite interesting if if it got added to the list like slightly early. Because um, I was looking on there, I was like, hey, doesn't this kind of looks like the Yoshi game they had announced, and this is that same game. Mm -hmm. So that's quite surprising. I think it had like March 26th or 29th listed. Later today, we'll release a demo. 
There's a demo available today. Oh. I wonder if that's it. Yeah, I might try that out. Uh, March 29th is the official release date for that. Yep, so the listing was correct. Yeah, mine's just got to the demo in the stream, so I'm still a little bit behind. Mm -hmm. March 29th. I hope you have more headlines. I still want Crash Bandicoot and Smash. Like honestly, I still, I still do. Oh, we still yeah. have twenty minutes, so. Yep. Roughly twenty, yeah. Ooh, a new Fire Emblem. Yeah. Fans of that game are gonna be really happy. I tried playing that a little bit. I just couldn't click with it. Is it good? Because there's, there's one of the previous versions available, which I can rent. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a decent system. It's just one of those things that it it very it fills a very very specific niche in terms of like gameplay, mm -hmm. and if it clicks with you, then it's awesome. If it doesn't click, then you're just like, eh. Okay, I'm gonna have to try it. See, I know when I'm watching a direct like this that some announcements I'm like, oh, that's cool. Some people are like, oh my god, they announced this or that. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, hey, the issue that I had when I was the one game that I did play, the one version of it, um, I knew I was doing something wrong, but yeah. I couldn't figure out what because I was having a weapon degradation. Um, you only get oh. so many uses of a specific weapons, and I couldn't replace the weapons, and I couldn't figure out how to do it, and how to how to replace weapons or recharge weapons or whatever. Hmm. So I had a bunch of characters that couldn't attack, and they just kept getting killed. You know, which is what happens when you can't attack. Oh yeah, they had notes about the three houses or something in the uh, the picture notes thing that they posted. Mhm. Mm so it looks like it's a uh, all-out land war then. If they've got three houses conflicting with each other. Yeah. This reminds me. I still need to watch Castlevania season two. I've watched like. Half of the first episode, but it just—I don't know. I—I'm not on Netflix a whole lot. It's just—it's not running with me. So this almost looks like a ripoff of uh, *Romance of the Three Kingdoms*. Uh, okay, that's an old, uh, old, uh, oh, old I'm game. Not quite aware of that. So, yeah, that was a before your times kind of a game. Although I think you can get a version of that on the Xbox. This feels like it's going to kind of be their main thing for the drawing. Mm -hmm. They did put it specifically in the notes, so I don't know how long this is going to go on. Yeah, it's still going on my end. Yeah. No pressure then. <laughs> They'll live or die on your leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks really interesting. It's just, it you does. know, since I don't have a Switch, a lot of this isn't going to apply to me. And I'm not going to have any money freed up to buy a Switch anytime soon. See, this is probably a game I'd play for like two hours and then be like, okay, there's probably another hundred hours here and I don't know if I'm in for all of it. Easily, yeah. This this definitely yeah. looks like a 60 plus hour game. That's what I said, like most of these JRPGs kind of are. And I'm not complaining about that. A lot of people probably really like that sort of thing. Because you've got like quite a deep story and battle systems and stuff but 
Yeah, but you you can ask too much time. I, I know we mentioned this once on the podcast, but I forgetting forgetting one context. But you know, somebody was telling me about Final Fantasy thirteen and they said it's kind of a slow start, but it gets really good thirty hours in. I'm like, the game should not take thirty hours to get good. Yeah, to click, yeah. I remember Colin Moriarty actually he said, said that he said kind of the same thing which is like I don't want to play it for 30 hours first to see if I like it so that's, that's a big time investment so yeah I don't know about in the UK but in the US a standard you know quote unquote standard work week is 40 hours yeah so that's yeah. essentially a job for a week <laughs> to to whether or not you like it that's literally eight hours a day for four days Okay, whoever's doing the English translation isn't enunciating very well because they just said time for some more headlines, but it mm-hmm. sounded like he said time for some porn. I'm like, hello. <laughs> oh, dear God, no. What they, what oh. They oh, shoot. It said 99-1 will win. I'm like, dear God, don't put a battle royale on the Switch. But no, nah, it's like some weird competitive uh, Tetris game. Oh, right. I thought, if you put a Battle Royale game on Tetris, I'm done. <laughs> hmm, I see they're trying to get in on the Tetris. Is it Tetris Effect? Yeah, Tetris Effect is the game that I purchased when it was half off. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you like Tetris, it's a great game, but holy shit, is there particle effects. Yeah. Do not play it in VR. There's actually a VR option, just do not play it. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear God. Uh, Dead by Daylight is going to be on the Switch now. Oh. I mean, it's all available it, later. I do already have Uno, but yeah. I mean, it's cool that technically that game can be run on the Switch, but that's not exactly the. Uh, what is this Dead by Daylight again? Is it? Um, it's a four versus one uh, game. It's really popular with the streamers. Basically, one person plays as an iconic but visually different enough to not be copyright-infringing serial killer. Yeah, yeah. And then you chase people around and try to kill them. So, like, Friday the 13th, but with different skin characters. It's basically just not. So it's not Freddy Krueger. It's not Jason from uh, Jason Voorhees. It's not, you know, this person. Yeah. If If you're curious about it, there are literally hundreds of Let's Plays on YouTube. To watch, mm-hmm. all all the popular streamers have done this as a stream at least once. Dead by daylight. Yep. This dog will ruin your day. Ruin, not ruin. Yeah, ruin. Yeah. I have no idea. For players that completed Undertale. So I never played Undertale. So. Toby Fox. So same developers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I heard Undertale was good. So, I've not played one second of this, and this whole thing makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. But it's a uh, free trailer. <laughs> it's available February twenty eighth for free, so free is always good. Delta Rune Chapter One. Mhm. All right. Damon Machina. Damon X Machina. Yeah, X Machina, yeah. Yeah, it's a riff off a of Deus Ex Machina. 
which means God from the machine in Latin. Oh, I remember they showed this game at um, either E3 or the Game Awards. There's a prototype mission available later today in the eShop. Hmm. Some Transformers vibes, some Anthem vibes. Uh, more like a Battlesuit Gundam. Maybe. So it's a, a demo available today then, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the game comes out sometime in the summer. Hmm. But it's a it's fairly realistic looking, so hmm. and they've got named tracks, so it's not a knockoff. So is this Nintendo trying to get in on the uh, racing stuff then? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be very hard for anybody to dethrone uh, Forza. Summer, grid out Motorsport. Well, Forza is exclusive to Microsoft, so... Oh, Hellblade's going to be on the Switch. Yeah. You need it on the Switch because it's quite short, but... For those that only have one, it's quite good. There's a lot of visual stuff in this game, so I'm wondering how that will look. But some, a lot of it is like darkly lit as well, so you could probably get away with some visual stuff. Okay, this is a game I wasn't expecting on the Switch. What is it? You'll see it here in a second. Okay. Hellblade. Edible Spring. It's pretty, it's pretty soon. Okay. Mortal Kombat. Yep. Oh, Unravel on Switch, that will be helpful. Or Unravel 2. Yeah, Unravel is a game that really looks like it should be on the Switch, so... Yeah, yeah. Here's another game that makes no sense being on the Switch. What, Assassin's Creed? Yep. Why is this game being remastered? I don't understand. I'm curious to see how this runs on the Switch though. Yeah, that's 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 Creed 3. Mm-hmm. Wow, Liberations is joining. Yep. Final Fantasy, is this 7? Yep, that is Final Fantasy 7. Not a remaster, but kind of a remake. Yeah. So. Some good games coming. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that's really been pushing the sales of the Switch is that they don't have a lack of games. I mean, I wouldn't call... Is that Final Fantasy yeah, IX? Yeah, that's Final Fantasy IX. Available today, uh, later. So, well, I've already played Hellblade. Um, Unravel 2 I'll get for Switch. What was the other one they said? Um... Assassin's Creed, I want to see how it runs. Yeah. What's this? I don't know what this is. Cyberpunk on Switch, no. <laughs> that thing wouldn't run on the Switch. Some dashy beat-em-up. I, I don't recognize either the art style or the characters. I don't recognize anything. <laughs> so. It's obviously a co-op game from all mm -hmm. the gameplay they're showing. See, a game like this, gameplay looks great, looks fun, but how long's the story, what's the gameplay like, I mean, the the, uh, the characters like, sorry. Um, yeah, this looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, this is a really cool game. I'm about a minute and a half ahead of you, and they still haven't given me a title or a genre <laughs> or anything. They're just assuming you know what this is. See, is this going to be a game I pick up for two hours and be like, huh, there's 60 left. And, uh, yeah. Huh, a lot of interesting people that are working on this game. Hmm. Is this a new IP or? It's got to, I mean, you know, anybody that's in the audience can that can correct us on whether or not Astral Chain is a new IP or some like old some anime that I've never heard of. Mm -hmm. But uh, developer from Bayonetta, yeah, that kind of I can see that in here. Astral Chain. Mm -hmm. Rest assured, the yeah, but if you saw the the things on like one of the people that's working on it worked on Bayonetta, so yes, where is Bayonetta three? We're not gonna get Bayonetta three. Sure, it will. I'm t I'm responding to what he's saying, by the way, because he said it would be the last announcement of the day. <laughs> You have mm. to have a one more thing. It's just—it's almost a tradition, isn't it? Kind of. Uh, it's a Zelda game. Is it? Ah. Yep. I know this game, Wind but I don't Waker. remember. Is it one week? No, this is if he's asleep. I don't know. He's riding a boat in his. Link's Awakening. Yeah, this is a. Uh... I know, this might have been like the Game Boy game. If you remember, if you ever played like the original Game Boy, Game Boy game. I think this is like a remaster of that. I mean, I'm in on Zelda. I, I really like Breath of the Wild. I just haven't finished it. Mm -hmm. Are they redoing this then for the port or porting it to Switch? Yeah, let me, let me look up Link's Awakening real quick. See what the original format on that one was. Uh, yeah, I guess. Sometime this year, but uh, 
Yeah, I was right. Link's Awakening was an original Game Boy game hmm. uh, launched in 1993. 2019. Well, I'll look forward to that. And that's already trending on Twitter. I bet it is. Yeah, some people are probably going really crazy right now. Uh, who popped up on my thing for Twitter? Um, Susan Denard, who works for the New York Times. Um, yeah, I've waited my whole life for this remake. Yay. So. Well, that's it. That actually it, or that is actually it. <clears throat> hmm. Yep, yeah, the video has ended. So, I mean, it's yeah. a good thing to end on Link's Awakening. So, um, yeah, that was a pretty good direct. I was interested in in a good amount of the games. I would say. Um, what What did you think of it? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, um, games out there that were interesting. Uh, it's really weird with the last one that we got, that uh, um, Link's Awakening, which is, uh, like I said, a game from 1993, yep. is getting a remake. Um, but that, you know, obviously that's game, since it was an original run Game Boy game, probably not a lot of people have played. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, bef- that's way before your time. Mm-hmm. I was gonna... sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say that was my freshman year of college was when that game came out. So nice. Um, so they've uploaded the clips on on YouTube. So I'm just gonna quickly recap with the titles. But before I do that, uh, David just posted that Jack Ryan is renewed for season three. So that's really good. Uh, season one, uh, we, we reviewed, reviewed season one last year. It was already renewed for season two. So that's good. Um, so you've got. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 um, Super Mario Maker 2 um, they haven't posted any other clips but there was some other stuff as well obviously um, what's the highlight game for you from this uh, well Marvel Alliance 3 was definitely a shocker um, I don't know I would call it a highlight game but that's definitely a game I think a lot of people are going to play yeah uh, Link's Awakening, we talked about that. The uh, Starlink update that includes the Star Fox characters, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, have you played Hellblade? No, I don't really have any interest in playing that. Okay. It was uh, Games with Gold, I think. So No, it wasn't a Game, uh, game Pass, sorry. It got added to. Uh, they're sort of melding the, the services together. Um, highlight for me, I was, I was it was nice to see Mario Maker 2 right at the start. Um, Link's Awakening looks interesting. The other name of the that game that I've already forgotten, uh, the one right at the end that they they showed, that looks kind of cool. Um, like the one where you had the police people and they were fighting and had all. Uh, Angel chains or angelic chains or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, you, you guys know what I'm I'm talking about. That looks kind of interesting. Um, also, yeah, things like Unravel and Mortal Kombat and Hellblade, more of that sort of um. Third party support is what the Switch continues to need. Um, uh, what, what was the biggest like third party announcement for you? What, Probably what Dead by Daylight, just because I can't see that game having a big audience on the Switch. Yeah, 
Yeah. So it's one of them interesting situations where, like, <clears throat> a lot of the things that just... <coughs> excuse me. A lot of the things that just got announced, some people, like, f- probably freaking out over, especially the, like... Uh, um, what was the Zelda game called? Why can't I remember anything? What was the Zelda game? Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. I keep thinking of Wind Waker. Um, some people are probably freaking out that that's getting uh, put onto onto the Switch and stuff. Um, the Yoshi game that looks kind of fun and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good direct. I I quite enjoyed it. So, um, but yeah, it's good for Nintendo to kind of come out at the sort of start of the year. I guess it's still the start of the year, basically. Um, be like, okay, this is what's happening in 2019. Give rough windows for stuff, and just 2019 for some other stuff as well. Um, they did say March something for uh, uh, Unravel Two, didn't they? So that's quite good as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously that, like me, like me and Robert said, there's other games in there that um, like the the JRPG stuff that doesn't quite click with us uh, will be good for for that audience as well. But um, yeah, it was good. Anything else you want to say about the direct? Yeah, it, was, it was very concise, very to the point. Uh, yeah. That's what happens when you pre-record uh, everything and just have it as a set. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I already, I already did the uh, what I've been playing section, but what have you been playing in the uh, last week? Uh, I've been playing a bunch of random stuff. I got into the uh, demo for Division 2. That was actually one of the things that you could get, which I talked about last week, about for what, yeah. watching a watching the uh, Twitch stream for uh, Inside Xbox. Uh, so I played some of that. I didn't play it to completion just because it was basically the game. They were just doing server stress tests. Mm-hmm. So they had the story stuff locked down, but you could still kind of guess at it. And I didn't want to have the story spoiled for if and when I ever do pick up that game. Yeah, I played... Because I, I didn't know if I would have the, the code or not. And I just... I saw... Um, you have a message from... Xbox Live or whatever, and it said, "Hey, because you played Division One, which I did buy Division One on on the console, um, I got sent a code for Division Two, and I kept saying on the podcast between uh, last week and this week that like go and go and check your messages in case you might have a code because I didn't because I didn't even know, so some other people probably had the codes and stuff. Um, yeah, it felt yeah, like... I didn't even I didn't even have a code; it just auto installed and auto played on my system. Well, really, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, it feels like Division. It it feels like the the good game that that is. Um, and I kind of had the came up with the phrase of like, if it isn't broke, uh, don't fix it. Because um, there wasn't a lot wrong with Division One, and it looks to be just sort of continuing that. Um, I played. You know, you know that the run up to the White House that the guys have to take out there. I did that bit, and I avoided a lot of grenades. Threw some myself, and then once I got into the White House, I was like, okay, this feels like Division, and I know that that's kind of set there, so I stopped there as well. Um, interesting. Mm-hmm. We we were talking about the White House last week on the podcast, and uh, you're making your way up to the to the thing as well. So well, we talked be... about that was going to be your base of operations in Division yeah. Two, so that's no real shocker. Yeah, but uh, um, it's pretty fun to do. So yeah, the only yeah. thing, the only real issue issue that I had with it was the visuals of the UI. Um, a bit. It, yeah, it, it was very offset. It weirdly kind of reminded me of um, the old, old, old school uh, 3D when you did when 3D back in like the 60s and 70s and early 80s was that color shift with the blue and the red and your quote unquote 3D glasses was just one color getting blocked out and the other color getting blocked out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever seen any of those movies that did that. No, but uh, uh, it was very terrible, and it had a very noticeable uh, center shift. 
with the okay. colors because what they would do is they would uh, have three layers of film and then one would have a color shift and be slightly off-centered for one color and the other would be color shift and have slightly off, you know, slightly off-centered for the other color. And then when you wore the glasses, it blocked out one of those colors, and that's how it achieved that 3D effect. Okay, cool. And this was, you know, had had you know was bringing that visual up again. Yeah, right. Um, cool. I think what we should do before we go any further, because we're already like half an hour or so in, uh, let's take a quick break, do a bit of the housekeeping that we do, and then we'll come back and uh, tell you about some news, because we do have some other stuff to talk about today as well. So uh, we'll see you for that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile. Send her a Facebook message and get started with the program today. Today's second sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, obviously we did a Gaming Talk podcast last week. Uh, next week we will be having episode 150, we got some things planned for it. I won't spoil guest-wise what's going to be happening, but uh, I want to talk about the, the topic that I want to talk about next week because I want uh, some listeners to pitch in with their choices. Um, I'm going to go around the table between the people that will be on the podcast and um, ask you guys to pick out just one game uh, that's your most anticipated and the rule that I'm setting is the game has to at least have been announced uh, so something like Cyberpunk which doesn't have a year release or a date release that's fine because you know the, ge- the game's been confirmed and we've actually seen gameplay and stuff so something like Half-Life 3 wouldn't count because that game's not been announced uh, so that goes for Crash 4 that won't be allowed to be chosen because it hasn't been announced or anything um, so yeah, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be a game that's announced for the fifteenth, or a game that's announced for a specific date. Just has to have been like officially announced. So uh, that's kind of the rule for that. So write into us, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter at eTalkUK, um, and let us know your choice for um, for what you what what's your most uh, anticipated game. And you can only pick one. Just pick one that's like really kind of sticking out to you that you can't wait to play. So uh, that should be some fun discussion as well. I'll of course let the guests know that I'm going to be uh, bringing that up as well. And uh, we'll take the podcast from there. You excited for next week? Yeah, I can't wait. 150 is a big number, so. Yeah, 
going to be good. Uh, David's got 200 coming up soon for uh, Geek Town. He's on 192 or 3. I should know because I was on this week's Geek Town. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be coming within the next two months or so. So that should be fun as well. Uh, but back to entertainment talk. Um, I did a podcast this week for uh, the three big Konami games. Um, Silent Hill, Castlevania and uh, Metal Gear Solid. And discuss their past, present and future. And what the future holds or doesn't really hold for those games. And uh, discussed it from there. Um, I reviewed Headmaster, which is the PSVR game that I've been talking about recently. Uh, Spoiler-free, it's, you know, a skill-based football game, so there's no... There is a plot there, but it's not really, like, spoilers and stuff, Uh, so you can go in and listen to that. Uh, Something else that I reviewed, which I chose to stick spoiler-free with, uh, is Alita Battle Angel, which I saw yesterday, and I was, uh, I think it's fair to say, quite disappointed with that. Um... The dogs are going off. They're both kind of bark. You know when dogs bark at each other? They're doing that at the moment. Um, but yeah, I was a bit disappointed with uh, Elite Battle Angel. And um, yeah, that's my reviews out there. And it's spoiler free. So even if you haven't seen the film, you can check that out as well. Uh, what else did we do this week? Um, yeah, recently I did a podcast for 24. Because Fox gave an update for 24, the show itself. And the the, uh, the spin-offs that they were going to do. And I discussed my thoughts and feelings on that as well. Uh, what else is there this week? Uh, Star Trek Discovery is still continuing for Season 2. The episodes will be on Friday, so that should be good as well. Uh, True Detective is still continuing for Season 3. Um, we've had 6 episodes so far. Episode 7 will be next week. And then we've got the season finale the week after. So next week's will be the uh, penultimate episode for the season. Uh, there's some information out there about what they might do with Season 4. But I'm going to discuss that in the season finale podcast once we finish with this season of True Detective. Uh, am I forgetting anything? Oh yeah, Walking Dead is back for the uh, second half of Season 9. Me and David did a podcast for that today. Uh, for, so for Season 9, Episode 9, the mid-season premiere. So that's interesting as well. Obviously we did a preview podcast last week for that. So that should be interesting going forward. Um, and yeah, that's roughly what we got going on at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, let's get into some news. <laughs> So yeah, news-wise, um, what would you like to talk about this week? Well, uh, there wasn't a whole lot in terms of the quali- quantity of news, but we did get a couple of quality items. Uh, I've talked about Kingdom Come Deliverance a few times on the mm-hmm. podcast. It I was, think I have uh, the same thing written down as you then, maybe, but go ahead. Yeah, um, but THQ Nordic has just purchased the entire studio. <laughs> yeah, uh, they purchased it for thirty-three point two million euros, or roughly thirty-seven point six million US, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Where where are they getting their money from? God only knows. I mean, <laughs> there's a there's a joke that I made with uh, another streamer um, when he talked about that and was freaking out, and I said THQ Nordic acquires is like the uh, internet version of whenever somebody sees a police news blotter and it says a Florida man. I saw that comment, yeah, that you, you put earlier. I can't remember where, where you posted it, but I remember reading that like, a couple of I know of I post, posted it on one of the Facebook groups that we're in. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then the news I want to attach to this as well, which was released a couple of hours ago, they reportedly have 77 games in development. 
And I heard, I actually heard about a month or two ago that they had 55 games in development. So that that's just mind blowing to me that you can have that many games in development. I don't know who's funding that studio, where they've got their money from, or what's going on, but it's fascinating to say the least. So, uh, yeah, because even even if you look at the big the big guys, right, Nintendo and Microsoft, Sony, they've probably got what twenty games in development. Because like, it's probably mm-hmm. unannounced games that they have in development, new IPs. I'm pretty sure. Um, they're probably what yeah, fifteen, twenty, maybe twenty five games in development or something, but. Uh, yeah, seventy. That just blows my mind that it you could have that many games. Even fifty. Even if you take it back to the previous amount, fifty-five. That just, uh, yeah. What, what do you think of that? Uh, it's nuts because the article that I'm referencing has, um, they uh, their subsidiary Deep Silver, along with some smaller studios, uh, studios. Uh, Wreckfest Helmers Bugbear is owned by them. Um, Coffee Stain Studios, which made Goat Simulator. Uh, they also huh. snapped up the franchise rights to Carmageddon, Alone in the Dark, Saints Row, Time Splitters, and Outcast. And I'm trying to find a list of all the IPs that they own, do you, but that do you mean Outlast, or does it say Outcast? Outcast. Oh, okay. I only know that as the Robert Kirkman comic book show. Because Outlast is the horror one where you're uh, running away with the camera and stuff. Well, let me double check. It might be okay. Might be wrong on this, but let's uh, check this here. Da, 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 da. Outcast. Outcast. Huh. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to see what that is then. Um. But yeah, that that's just incredible. Um. When these games will start to come out is anybody's guess because all, all the news that we've heard from them in the last what six months. Mm-hmm. When did they start getting people? The last about six months ago. It's just been news of like, hey, we've brought this person and this person and this person, and uh, obviously they've probably started to get games in development. But yeah, that's just that's just crazy to me. So yeah, um, I'm trying to find the list of games that they've bought in the last six months, but it's not looking. It's nuts what they have either the IP rights to or straight up own. Yeah. Um. So someone as as someone that played Kingdom Come Deliverance, I don't know if you actually finished it. Um. But uh, what, what do you think of THQ owning them now? Uh, it's hard to believe that they're even still a company because THQ was uh, dissolved a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but would you like to see like a Kingdom Come Deliverance 2 from them? Or? Absolutely. Yeah? Cool. Okay, uh, I found a Wikipedia page, so I don't know how accurate this is because it says Wikipedia. But these are their acquisitions in 2018. Okay. 1940s. Aces of the Luftwaffe, Apocalypse, Bouncing Bandit, Clouds and Sheep, Devils and Demons, Dynamite Fishing, Farm Invasion USA, Epic Battle Dude, Guns and Glory, Happy Vikings, Hidden Temple, Isolate Zombies, Infect with Three Cs, My Fitness, Ninja Hero Cats, Panzer Panic, Photo Party Puzzle, Pick by Watch, Rocket Island, Save the Puppies, Stage Dive Levin, Legends, Stunt Kite Master, Super Party Sports, Townsman, Vegas Fruit Slots, Watch Face, Second Sight, Time Splendors, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, Act of War, Alone in the Dark, Wreckfest, Goat Simulator, Sanctum, Satisfactory, Expeditions, Conquistador, Expeditions, Viking, and Carmageddon. 
And that's just what they bought in 2018. <laughs> that, wow. It's, yeah, this is fascinating. It really is. So, like, do, like, do you agree? It's nuts. I mean, it's like they're on the weirdest drunken buy bender of yeah. all time. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever been drunk and then bought something on Amazon and then that yeah. having that showed up. Um, one of the podcasters that I listen to is and he's local. He lives in my city. Okay. And he's an ex uh, professional athlete. So he's not like stupid, stupid rich, but he's got money. Right. He's got money. And he, yeah. And he's also legendary for going on benders and just being weird. Um, and so he was talking about he's actually got a barn on his property. He calls it the barn of bad decisions. And it's usually stuff that he bought that he was when he was drunk. And one of the things that he bought was when he was drunk was a professional wrestling ring. And okay. he di- he didn't even know about it until it showed up. And, you know, the guy's <laughs> got the, the truck. He's like, yeah, I'm here with your wrestling ring. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, you bought a wrestling ring. And the guy's like, I don't remember buying a wrestling ring. So he pulls up the invoice and he says, are you Pat motherfucking McAfee? And the guy actually p- was so drunk he put motherfucking on the invoice for shipping <laughs> he's uh, like yep that's me interesting yeah but yeah it feels like this is what that's what thq are doing they're just picking up all these all these games wow you read off so many things just then um yeah and they'll they'll probably continue and they'll probably keep going but um I mean, the, the thing that's even more surprising to me is the seventy-seven games. Think for a minute about how many games it actually is, and how many, how many. I mean, we probably get quite a lot of games per year because we've got lot. We get lots of like indie releases and lots of things just like put on Steam and stuff. But um, I mean, how how many games? How many games would you say you play in a year, roughly? Uh not, not complete. Just play. Uh just play for the sake of playing probably 40 or 50 but right that's yeah. just because uh game pass constantly goes on sale mm. and speaking of which at least here in the u.s it is on sale for two dollars right now yeah i saw that today it says uh two two months for two pounds so yep yeah um uh which is perfect well. because that's gonna get that i've already got uh, crackdown 3 installed and i'll be streaming it when that goes live on the 15th cool nice nice uh, but yeah, that's uh, THQ for you. We'll see what else they come up with in uh, the coming weeks, months, years, however long this buying spree goes on for. It's either going to be them or Microsoft from now on. So, well, see, Microsoft's buying spree is very, very strategic. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they have they see a good studio that's making a good product, and then they buy them up for the next product to be assumingly exclusive. Because um, the Outer Worlds is going to be Obsidian's last uh, project as like an independent yeah. studio now that the they're owned by Microsoft. One, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean Microsoft is more strategic. But I'm just comparing in terms of like going on a buying spree for studios and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, we will keep an eye on them. It's not hard to keep an eye on them because it always makes the news. So that's interesting. Uh, but 77 games are on, on their way to you from THQ Nordic, so we'll see if, when those come out. Uh, what else do you have to talk about today? Uh, well, the other big news that hit yesterday was Activision Blizzard laying off 8% of its staff, yeah. or 800, 780 employees is what it's listed here in the LA Times article. Um, 
obviously Call of Duty and uh, World of Warcraft has been not on a downswing because it's still popular, uh, but they don't have anything on the level of uh, you know PUBG or Fortnite or anything like that. So obviously this is mm-hmm. part of a restructuring um, in terms of that. And obviously for the last while now, Activision stock has been on a downswing. Um, I haven't. I'm getting ready to check it right now to see because that news hit last night before today's market took effect. So I'm looking to see yeah, if yeah. that had any effect on it. <clears throat> and for full disclosure, I do own a little bit of Activision stock. Huh. Uh, not okay. a lot. It's just part of an investment portfolio. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually up uh, three dollars. Oh. Really? So obviously, because it, it closed, uh, to, we're recording on Wednesday, so it closed Tuesday at uh, 41.67, um, and it is currently sitting closed on Wednesday at 44.57. Okay. So, and it opened uh, almost a dollar plus ahead between when it closed and when it opened. So obviously, the restructuring, while it's uh, obviously unfortunate that you know people lost their jobs it's clear that the restructuring was something that needed to happen um because just because somebody has a job working for a company doesn't mean that job has to exist or needs to exist or yeah. is doing something productive as as unfortunate as that is that is the reality of things um when you think about it microsoft probably had hundreds of people working on uh scale bound which yeah. obviously is never going to come out um, and we didn't hear about massive layoffs in Microsoft, so they probably just shifted those people to other projects and other titles. Yeah, but maybe, with maybe, the... maybe some of those are working on that new Fable game or, or, or some other game that they've probably got in development. I mean, they just bought a bunch of studios as well, so there's yeah, they prob- that was probably more of a case of shifting them around. So, um, and I'm is... sure that's the case with Blizzard. I'm sure they've had you know things that were in the work that aren't going to pan out. Yeah. Um, things that were could have gone somewhere but ultimately didn't and so they're just um, doing that and as always the gaming industry rallies around its own as soon as those layoff announced uh, announces announcements sorry I can't seem to talk today uh, hit the wire every company that was hiring was tweeting out the links to their uh, their employment page trying yeah, to snap up the uh, yeah. the people that were not having jobs anymore which sucks yeah. I've I've been fired a few times from various different things. Yeah, it's nice for those companies to say like, "Hey, you guys can work for us. We're looking for so and so and so and so, whatever roles that, that they have." Um, yeah, I, I was reading some tweets from Jason Schreier because he he always makes the news when he uh, he talks about something. Um, and they were talking about um, was it these employees like waking uh waiting in the like uh parking lot and stuff to to hear if like what was going to happen at the end of their work day. Uh, and yeah, it's it's not a nice situation, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. Ho- hopefully, those people can pick up a new job at, at the companies that are looking for other employees and stuff. Um, like when uh, Telltale went down, Ubisoft was like, "Hey, you guys can meet us. Uh, I think it's like Saturday in some mall or something, and you can uh, get a job with us." So yeah, hopefully, those people just find a new place to work. Uh, depending on what game you've worked on, obviously, you'll, it, that will dictate your CV and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, best of luck to those people. There's not a whole lot that we can do, unfortunately. I can't hire them for entertainment talk, but um, yeah, I wish them the best. So, uh, is there anything else you want to say here, or should we uh, move on? Oh, uh, we can move on. That's really all I saw, and that we, you know was catching my eye. So, 
Okay. Um, but yeah, I had the I had the THQ Nordic seventy seven games and has acquired a Kingdom Come Deliverance the developers or the studio. Uh, and uh, yeah, this will be a nice thing for us to we'll kind of end on because we have an email as well today. Um, but Crash Bandicoot: The Insane Trilogy, obviously, uh, a game that I much love, uh, has passed ten million sales since its release in uh, June twenty seventeen. Because of course, it came out June twenty ninth, twenty seventeen, for PS four, and then exactly a year later, I think it was, yeah, June tw- June twenty ninth, twenty eighteen, came out for PC, Xbox, and Switch, and uh, yeah. I obviously love the trilogy quite a lot. Um, it it isn't something I'm going to go back and play like a lot of times or, or anything like that. But uh, I I have actually replayed it like twice just to you know re- replay it and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Team Crash Team Racing and sure it's not going to be the same like platforming fun that I that I had with uh, the Insane trilogy. But uh, it's going to be fun to jump back into that as well. Um, plus, like I've said before, with the Team Racing stuff, I never really played that properly or like got into that quite so much um so it's going to be interesting to, to, to jump in there as well and uh see what sort of um like tracks they have and stuff i think they've got got one similar to the uh dawn on the highway i can't think of what it's called but i think that the the level where you do the uh the midnight bike uh races i think they've got a track on there as well they've obviously got some some that are on the um the icy levels and that sort of stuff so that should be interesting as well but uh yeah it looks fantastic and i i can't wait to play it so um, but no, it's great that Crash has gone past 10 million. So, um, what do you think of that? Oh, that's always cool. I mean, I'm yeah. always rooting for companies to succeed. And, you know, that 10 million mark, some games get there in a day and a half. And not every game yeah. is going to do that. But being able to get to that point is obviously very important. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, not rooting for things to fail or anything, which ties happens to tie into the email that we have today. Uh Emails, by the way, you can send yours to Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter at eTalkUK, um, and all that kind of stuff. I actually already gave it out, didn't I? Because I spoke about next week's episode. So, yeah, I already gave it out, but all the information is in the description and stuff. Uh, Holly says, you guys always talk about not wanting uh, comp- anyone to fail. So, let me pose a different question. I know at least Matt despises Konami and EA. I do. Uh, not EA as much because they do actually bother to release games as opposed to Konami uh gaming wise but um what video games do you wish people would stop playing so not in terms of what you want to fail but what should not get the attention i suppose she's asking um to me it's call of duty the game doesn't innovate or change enough and continues to make piles of money each year which i think is also true um fifa's always also kind of the the same and i mean i'm not going to stop playing it because there's not really any other any other good competing sports games uh, in football at least so um what about you what games do you think people should uh or game do you think people should stop playing uh, well i don't have a specific <clears throat> game i agree with you with the fifa thing but that's the same for all sports game i mean uh with ea owning the rights to every major sport that's done here in america there's no real competition so there's no real need to innovate mm. in terms of anything it, the you know, the games each year basically roster updates with a slight graphical tweak, and yet people constantly play them. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, with the licenses licenses and stuff with them, because they just got Champions League for uh, the FIFA 19, they got the World Cup stuff for when that happened in the summer, and they, of course, all got 
the uh, Premier League licenses and all mm-hmm. the kits and players and names and all that sort of stuff. And EA has no shortage of money, so in terms of renewing those licenses, those are going to probably stay with EA for as long as they have money, which is the foreseeable future. Um, but my actual choice for this is, I think I'm going to go with like Destiny. Um, the game, I think like you said last week, continues to have this method of like, hey, when we released, what was it when they released like Destiny 2, they said, hey, you guys will need to basically start again. Um, yeah, anything that they did in Destiny 1 in terms of unlocks and skins and whatnot, none of that carried over into Destiny 2. Yeah. At least with the Division 2, they had set up like monthly events to earn bonus skins and bonus things for Destiny 2. So, you know, I, I'll give Ubisoft that, you know, prop and credit for at least respecting the fan base enough to say, hey, we want to transition over from 1 to 2, so we're going to let you. Uh, um, do things to earn extra kit in that. And speaking of which, they also, I completely forgot, but they just announced today that they're going to do a full open beta for Destiny 2 March 1st to March 4th on all platforms. So that's PC, mm-hmm. Xbox, and PS4. Okay. So if you didn't get into the private beta <clears throat> for last weekend, um, then you'll have a chance here in a couple weeks. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to twist Holly's question and put a different perspective on it as well. What one game would you say that everyone should try? Uh, out of the games that I've played, I would kind of have to say Kingdom Come Deliverance just because yeah. the the combat and fighting aspect in that game is so completely unlike anything else. I mean, it literally has no comparison um, yeah. whatsoever. And not everybody's going to like it, and that's fine. But that's one of those things that people always talk about. Oh, I want a unique experience. Well, that game, if nothing else, will give you a completely unique experience in terms of combat. Uh, Storytelling is very basic. Um, At some point, I do need to restart and finish that game. I'm going to have to restart it because, like I said, the combat is so unique. The muscle memory is just not going to be there. Plus, when I saved it, I saved it at a point to where it had slowed down and you were forced to do, like, uninteresting stuff and i just kind of got to the point to where i don't like doing this so i'm going to try to figure out a way if there's a way around it or if there's a way i could speed it up through you know since i already know what happened i don't have to worry about it getting spoiled cool uh so i'm going to try to research a way to to either speed up or get around that one part i got stuck in cool. uh, uh but nice. so that. you're taking and come deliverance is the game yeah to try Nice. Everything else, either somebody has tried or there's been like three or four different iterations of in terms of different companies making essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cheat my own question and put three games in here. Um, Last of Us, I just think that game's incredible. Um, Inside is, well, is one of them games where you won't get all the answers that you want and some people will be frustrated with that. Uh, Lost is a prime example. Um but I think the the game's very very visually interesting. It's it's almost like an upgrade to uh, Limbo, where it's got this like you know more open. Uh, I don't know what you'd, how you'd phrase it, but a, a less flat three D sort of area. Um, I think that they added to the game in in interesting ways. It's actually got more color as well than Limbo. Not to take anything away from Limbo, Limbo is fantastic, and that was a great sort of first uh, attempt at those kinds of games. Uh, and I, I love Limbo. I think you should try that as well. Um, but, uh, no, I, and Inside is, uh, very, very short as well, so if you've got, like, you know, full-time job, kids, etc., whatever your case may be, um, 
even if you're quite busy, I'd say you could probably finish that game in at least a week, if not sooner, maybe like two, three days. It, dep- it depends how much time you're able to put in in one go, right? Um, but uh, no, that, that game really, really impressed me when it, when it came out. So, um, And the third game I'm going to say is Mirror's Edge. Uh, that game was severely underrated or just unnecessarily bashed. Um, I do see some of the like complaints with it, like there's somewhat lack of story or the sort of uninteresting story there. But I think really the draw of that game is the like climbing and stuff. And granted that DNA will live on in a uh, Dying Light and, <coughs> and Dying Light Two as well. So it's not like there's no other games that have done that. But in terms of a first attempt and stuff, I think Mir- Mirror's Edge uh, and Mirror's Edge Catalyst are, are very unique. So. Yeah, and that was the first game that I remember being a first-person kind of non-combat-y parkour game. Yeah, yeah. So it was very ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. You you can use guns, but you're more encouraged to like, okay, try and take this guy on, try and kick him, and use a gun if you like need to, sort of thing. Um, but no, very very unique experience. So those will be my uh, three games for those choices. What what did you say for the game you should avoid? Um. No, there's not a game I would avoid. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, Alright, so that's... I think that's what we got for you on this week's uh, Random Gaming Talk. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to us. Uh, listening to us watch the Direct, which is interesting as well. Of course, the way you can also do that is if, um, you know, you, you watch the Direct and you play the podcast kind of at the same time, because then you can get a bit, a bit more sort of synced up and, and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's what we got for you for this week's Random Gaming Talk. Of course, next week is uh, episode 150. Uh... Yeah, and there doesn't need to be any like pressure to do massive things or for us to do some crazy extravagant podcast, but we can we can do something nice and and and, and interesting. So that should be good as well. Um, and yeah, I was kind of thinking today as well on something that I do want to bring up. It's a little bit more on the, on the personal side of things, but it does connect to podcasts. Even though I've done over three hundred podcasts and uh, do what three to five a week, maybe more. It depends what what comes out or what I feel like talking about. Um, I do still get like you know anxiety going towards podcasts. So I'm like, okay, what I I know I have a rough idea of what I'm gonna say, but am I gonna talk long enough? And is it gonna make sense? Is it gonna be unique enough? Um, there's sometimes a little bit of pressure there, but usually when I hit the record button and do the intro, and y- the intros at this point have kind of become muscle memory. Um, and like you know, say welcome to this podcast and that, and introduce whoever it is if I need to introduce someone mention what we're going to review and then we kind of go from there so once i'm into that sort of phase of things it's uh it's quite nice so how, how do you f- feel about all these podcasts and stuff at the moment i enjoy it mostly yeah. i enjoy not having to do the audio editing and listen to my <laughs> voice constantly because as people that listen to the podcast know i've said this several times that drove me insane listening to the sound of my own voice over and over and over again mm-hmm um so but yeah i'm having fun i've got a couple things in the works um for the show as an expansion kind of like on my own but to add to the podcast oh Uh, nothing i can admit your your rental review things that you did yeah like cool something like that i i got the basics of it down i just still got to figure out a couple of the logistics okay but uh there'll be some stuff coming down soon so cool i got it i got it in the works Nice, you have me interested and excited, because uh, that's the first time you've mentioned it, so uh, that's mm-hmm. quite cool as well. So, um, yes, look look forward to uh, Robert's thing in development. Is it 77 podcasts, or is it just uh, just the one thing? 
Uh, it's going to be a series that I'm going to be doing, so I need to get a cool. couple more logistics sorted out, but uh, it should be... I should have at least part one here within the next couple, three weeks, so... Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no need to, to rush yourself to uh, do the do launch the thing when you're when you're ready and when you know fully what you want to do and stuff. And uh, yeah, we will all look forward to that. Uh, you can find all the rest of the content that we have entertainmenttalk.org, which there is plenty of content out there for you guys to listen to, past, present, and future. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, that would be great as well. Patreon.com forward slash Entertainment Talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Amazon affiliate link if you like shopping on Amazon, which a lot of you do because they're a trillion dollar company. Um, you can sh- shop on Amazon and support us along the way by using our Amazon affiliate link. That's where we'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. Uh, iTunes, please rate, review, and subscribe to the feeds. Of course, subscribing will help you to get sent the new episodes, uh, but rating and reviewing will help us to get shown in the charts as well. Uh, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Uh, that will help them to get discovered as well. Uh, share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter. Uh, we did have a new person join the, the group last week. Um, so that that's quite nice as well. Of course, if you want to join the group or like the Facebook um, page or, or follow me on Twitter or follow us rather on Twitter, whatever the case. Uh, all links to everything are in, are in the show notes and description and everything. So you can click on those and that sort of thing. Uh, video games, if you'd like to watch me, Robert or David, play different video games, um, me and David have got Twitch streaming channels and Robert's got one on Mixer, uh, so you can watch him play, what was it you said you were gonna stream? You said you uh, Crackdown in... 3 comes out That's on it. Friday, and I'm gonna be streaming a lot of that over the weekend. Cool, so subscribe to the uh, Mixer channel, and, uh, you can watch Robert do that as well. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.